0: All right, we are live. There we go. All right, go us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let some people come in. Um, we'll wait to introduce ourselves. Usually, it takes a few minutes for um, StreamYard to push everything out. So, um, thank you for having us uh, or coming on, Levi. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: So you're in, in Dallas. I'm actually um, I'm in San Angelo, so about four. Three and a half four hours depending on traffic uh southwest of you
1: mm-hmm. yep yeah i know where it's at on the <laughs> way to san antonio
0: yes yeah <laughs> but we don't have a major highway so you know uh people always say if you're going to san angelo it's not like you're just passing through you're going there for a reason <laughs> Right. okay um five people on already so i would yeah. say we- Go ahead. Sex. Okay. We're growing. Awesome. Well, um, thank you everybody for coming on. My name's Hallene McCrory. I am a realtor in San Angelo, Texas. I'm known for doing 90 deals a year in a small town. And I've got my lovely co-host, Casey Styres on. She's the downtown guru in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, but she works all of North Carolina. So anything NC related, you can give her a call. Yes. And we've got uh, the famous influencer, social media expert, uh, PassiveProspecting.com, Levi Lassick out of Dallas, Texas on today. Oh, we've got, we've got Rocky here too. <laughs> real so rocky
2: What's up? real so
0: rocky No, but I'm, I'm absolutely so stoked. I mean, Levi, you've totally blown up, um, you know, in the last two, three years. So this is huge for us to have you on, and I know it's going to be – Big for our followers too, who are looking to, you know, get all the hacks, tips, tips and tricks of the, the industry. So thank you. So- I know Buck. Yeah. He speaks very high of you. So oh yeah,
1: I just had. He's the oh.
0: one that told me about it, you, and
2: then I started following you, and I was like, okay, I can figure this out.
1: So. Okay, cool. Appreciate. It. Actually, we just yeah. had a we did a call today with Buck. We had him in our in our group in our mastermind group. So
2: he's my coach. I was actually supposed to do a call before this, but I had another appointment, a pressing one, so I'm working on okay. my hotel deal. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. awesome. Levi, will you take us um, just a quick little brief history on your journey in real estate?
1: Okay. Yeah, of course. So uh, we just hit two years. So it's uh, awesome. you know, released the first YouTube video on December 5th of 2020. I sold zero homes in 2020. I sold zero homes in Q1 of 2021. And only focused on YouTube, uh, was making a transition, my financial services business, where I worked with teachers at the schools on their retirement planning for the last five years. That was going really, really well, completely shut down when COVID, you know, shut everything down, including the schools. So I was just left over the summer of 2020. Uh, at 41 years old, asking myself, well, how do I start over without starting over? You know, it's not in a position I wanted to be in, especially how do you start over in the middle of a pandemic? (laughs) So uh, what exactly are you going to do? And, and so uh, I just, I just dug in and started to research instead of watching Tiger King. I just, uh, you know, sat on the internet all day and tried to figure out what my next move was. And, and I've known this one guy named Michael Reese for 20 years and he's been trying to get me in real estate for 20 years, and I just respectfully never really wanted to be a real estate agent. So finally, uh, you know, he kept coming after me still, and he was like, "Look, now's the best time to get into real estate." And I was like, "Well, I just I still don't want to be a real estate agent, you know, because I know how hard they work. I see what they do in the beginning. I, I understand. I mean, but at the same time, I was just, you know, I had already had a, a high level of su- success, and really the the thought of starting over. Scared the you know the Jesus out of me, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I was just thinking, I I I don't want to, I don't, you know, I just didn't want to get into like cold calling and door knocking and and shaking hands and kissing babies, which you know nothing wrong with any of that. It was just something that I was thinking, I'm just not interested in starting over. And so, I I, I basically researched over the summer of 2020 all the ways not to become a real estate agent, and <laughs> um, I I spent a lot of money. Uh, I invested in Amazon stores. I bought courses, coaching, everything other than being a real estate agent. And so uh, I, I blew through uh, over uh, $200,000 and uh, of cash. Wow. And this is, this is a part of a story that I really don't get into that much, but I actually uh, spoke at an event in Houston two weeks ago. And I, and I laid out all the things that I went through before actually getting into this, which that was it. You know, I, I invested um, about one hundred and fifty thousand into two Amazon stores. Which, by the way, two years later now, uh, that the the people that I invested with have just settled with the FTC for fraud and misuse of funds. And so, you know, I'll likely never see any of that money ever again. And and then on top of that, I bought courses on uh, wholesaling and network marketing and and, a, and you know how to build out profiles through Facebook and all these things that. That cost me about another 50000 I invested 17000 into a, a mentorship. And the ironic thing was, is that at over the next five months during 2020, I got to the end of where I literally, you know, I, I, I went all in. I put all my chips on the table. I spent all my cash to, again, to try to figure out what was my next move. And what I realized was that none of that was really coming to fruition. And so I thought, well, maybe I'm going to have to be a real estate agent. And so I thought, well... <laughs> Crap! If I'm going to do that, then uh, how do I how do I attract a business? I, I I knew I didn't want to chase people down. I didn't want to have to uh, again like you know shake hands, kiss babies. Plus, it was still the middle of 2020. That was still a little frowned upon, anyway. So I thought, you know, what am I going to do? So if I wanted to attract business, I knew that would be through social media. But which platform? I didn't want to try to you know start a, a business page on every platform. I understood that I wanted to figure out one platform first. And if I if can master that, uh, uh, is that, uh, what was his name? Chipper? Chipper is not sounding very chipper right now. Rocky.
0: <laughs> Rocky. Yeah. he's He has a lot to say. He's enjoying it.
1: So. Rocky. So, you know, it was, uh, I was just, again, I was thinking, okay, which platform? Cause if I knew if I could focus on one platform, I'd, I, I would likely be uh, have a better opportunity of succeeding if I focused on one platform and then possibly branched out after that. Yeah. Well, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok—that's where everybody was telling me to go because that's what everybody had experience with. And so I looked into those platforms. Didn't really, uh, none of them really set well with me, or or did, I didn't feel like they didn't fit my personality. So YouTube was the last choice actually, but uh, I bought some YouTube marketing books uh, YouTube secrets and YouTube formula or YouTube formula wasn't out at the time but I bought YouTube secrets and that's the one that really kind of started to change my mind and, and help me understand that you know YouTube is a search engine it's not a social media platform. And so that started to make sense to me because uh, what I saw on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok was a lot of seasoned agents you know been in the business for five, 10, 15 years giving a lot of great advice on what you should do when you when when to buy a home tips to sell your home and I had I hadn't sold a home you know and so I had zero I had zero uh, authority I felt like or zero credibility because I hadn't even done a transaction yet but when I understood okay YouTube's a search engine and then you could figure out what people are searching then I realized oh people are searching about Dallas Texas and they're searching about cities and suburbs and I started to piece together oh, well, people are actually searching about suburbs like Plano, Texas and Frisco, Texas. And it was hundreds of thousands of searches. And so I thought, well, I know about all the suburbs. You know, I've experienced them. I've lived here for 20 years. I've, I've you know, gone to all the restaurants, went to all the bars, you know, uh, played at all the, the events and things like that to do around there. So I was like, if I can make videos about the area versus trying to tell people why they should do a VA loan or why they should do FHA versus conventional, which again, I didn't have much experience with. Right. I thought I could do that and let me see if I can attract people that way. And so I just kind of started to really study and build uh, dig into YouTube. And that's the the irony of it all is after spending all my cash on ways not to become a real estate agent, I figured out a, uh, how to uh, you know master a platform for free <laughs> that ended up costing me no money to really get started to learn and implement uh, other than editing costs and so And so once I figured that out, I actually built out a business plan. I I hyper learned YouTube for the next 60 days. I just watched a thousand videos. I I bought like eight different YouTube marketing books. I started to read blogs and articles and, and just dig in as much as I could over the next 60 days and just uh, learned every aspect of it. And then that helped me build out a business plan really. And so uh, once I launched that, you know, once I started to film videos, I had an idea of what I was going to do over the next three or four months, had no idea if it was going to work or not. Uh, but I thought, let me just stick with it. I'm going to give myself one year and no matter what happens that just, just stick with it for one year. And, and, and I got the first deal under contract, you know, in about 90 days. And once that happened, we closed, we closed the first two transactions in April of 2021. Uh, so again, like I said, I sold zero homes in Q1 of 2021. And so, uh, 2021 became my first full year in real estate. And by the end of the, the last nine months of the year, we ended up closing 64 transactions, 33 and a half million in the first year. And now in 2022, uh, we just ran the numbers this morning and we are projected to close. We should close by December 31st, right at $101 million in our second year.
0: That's sick. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's that's so inspiring for other like new agents that you were able to build that in such a quick amount of time. But doing it in such an authentic way, um, I just think that is so inspiring.
2: Thank you. Thanks. Incredible.
0: (laughs) So uh, will you talk to us a little bit about your you said hyper learning? Uh, I saw a video you did on that. Will you explain to the audience what you uh, consider to be hyper learning?
1: Yeah. I think, I think that whatever you want to do, whatever it is you want to accomplish, you can do that in this day and age. I mean, the, the information is out there. So if you want to be the best postcard marketer on the planet, guess what? There's books on that. There's YouTube videos, there's coaches, there's trainers, there's conferences just on, you know, uh, print materials, copywriting, things like that. So, so the information is out there. I think you have to be obsessive, you know, for a period ah. of time at least. I'm not saying, uh, you know, you know, uh d- disown all your friends and family, but I'm saying uh, this is where I'm saying like don't watch Tiger King, you know. Actually, uh <laughs> your your extra time is where you're going to watch YouTube instead of Netflix, you know. On the weekends it's it's all right. Maybe you have to give up a couple of weekends because you're going to that's your quiet time or you there's no appointments that day and so therefore you can spend 6 or 7 hours learning about, you know, whatever it is you want to do because uh, the thing is, is people do not take time to really dig into something uh, w- regardless of what it is. You know, people that typically get started on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube, they j- they get started. Now, there's there's an advantage of just getting started. But at the same time, if you just get started and just kind of do things and just tiptoe around it, I don't believe you'll truly ever understand it or, or master it. You have to dig in. You have to understand the back end of these platforms, especially. But it's the same thing with postcard marketing. I bet most agents that have adopted postcards probably just copied or modeled somebody else what they were doing, you know, and they didn't really put a lot of thought or effort or, or energy or time into it. And they're like, oh, well, that works for this guy Let me or this girl. Let me try that out. And they just started doing it and they didn't really dig into you know, the fundamentals, the principles, the colors, the fonts, you know, all these types of things that you could learn, which could be different today than it was five years ago. And you might be copying somebody's system from five years ago that worked for them or in a different town or city. And so, you know, like I said, if you take, if you buy uh, five to eight books, uh, actually, I was talking about this to somebody on a Zoom the other day and I pulled up Amazon and I was like Fizbo's, you know, I, there was, I well, I put in Fizbo's in Amazon and I pulled up 15 different books on FISBOs. So, who has actually said, okay, I'm going to order fi- five or 10 FISBO books read those books and I'm going to go on and watch all the fisbo videos on YouTube I can do and then I can then I'm going to uh, google fisbos and read some blogs and some articles and and that's what I mean by hyper learning it means going through every avenue possible to understand if you want to market to fisbos how do you do that what's the best way what's the what's working what's not working what worked you know last year maybe it doesn't work today and so you just go all in and I think if you focus that effort over 60 days you will have a, you will be, you'll know more than 99.9% of agents out there uh, on that subject matter. And even probably some of them that are good at it right now. But the thing is, is that, you know, I hear a lot of stories of, well, I got successful on Instagram or with postcards after two, three or four years. And that's usually because, you know, they didn't take the time initially. They started doing it, which is great, but they just, they kept doing it and stayed consistent, but it took them a lot longer to figure it out because they just kind of did it and went through the motion. So I'm saying when you hyper learn, you're digging, you're going all in. You're, you're just studying every aspect of it in a, as fast as possible, over 60 days, actually building out a business plan, even if that's for a social platform, you know, because if you treat these platforms like a hobby, they'll pay you like a hobby, but if you treat them like a business, they'll pay you like a business. Yeah. And so therefore I understood before I started onto YouTube, I understood how many videos am I going to make? What are they going to be about? What are my topics? What suburbs? When am I going to publish? How often am I going to publish? I mean, I had all of that structured out so that whenever I started, I wasn't guessing what I was doing for the next 90, 120 days. I already had the whole plan laid out in front of me. The only question was, is is it going to work or not? You know, and so it wasn't, I didn't just make one video, publish it. and And then I was like, well, I wonder what I'm going to do this week or I'm not really motivated this week. I don't know if I'm I'm not not going to make a video. I'll do it next week, you know, and then and then that inconsistency starts to happen. And then that that kills people's momentum. It kills uh, anything that they try to start quicker than anything because they start to compromise themselves because they don't know where to go or what direction to head in versus, you know, hey, let me actually study this, understand it write out a business plan and then and then take off and, and go from there. And so for me, instead of getting into real estate and then trying to figure it out, uh, I decided let me see if I can figure out something first and then I'll get into real estate because I didn't want to just get into real estate to be in real estate you know and I thought, uh, and that was my biggest fear was starting something. And then uh, you know, especially whenever I have friends that have been in the business for 15, 20 years and they're at the peak of their games and, and very successful, I didn't want to come in and just fall flat on my face uh because I half asked it or didn't try or didn't really, or you know, tried to uh implement their postcard campaign from 10 years ago that worked for them, you know. And so I thought, what what could I do? What could I learn? What could I implement? And, you know, is there a way that I can do that and, and actually see a path forward? So, so hyperlearning is, is really uh, focusing all your efforts and energy over 60 days to, to understand the ins and outs of everything. And because of the amount of information out there, you can do that on whatever it is you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so, and so I think you just have to have that focus and and be a little bit obsessive and do that over 60 days. And then, that allows you some breathing room to once you start to hit that momentum and, and start to get in the motions, then, then, you know, then you can see your friends and family again and hang out with them.
2: You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You like, can have a life again.
0: Um, like the 60 day time period, because then it's like, okay, that's my, that's my time frame, And once I hit that 60 days, it's time to, it's time to execute because I feel like a lot of people, if they did get into that, they could, Get in that paralysis analysis mode where they're like well i I could i could still research this i could still learn more on this um but at some point you, you need to execute and um i mean i so when you when you say you were really focused in on it were you making sure to like time block time for it um obviously you weren't you were cutting out you know extracurricular activities and um you know watching tv stuff like that um was it something that you time blocked into your calendar every day to make sure that you did it?
1: Uh, Probably not so much then because I had a little bit more time because I didn't have, (laughs) I didn't have a business at the time. Uh, So it was just kind of like, you know, I would spend all day just looking at stuff and, and it wasn't, you know, at first, um, it wasn't just, like I said, YouTube is when, once I got onto that, I just focused on it. But now I would say now, yes, I do time block for everything. I mean, my, my calendar actually controls my life. So, (laughs) uh, you know, but I have to block for uh, content uh, research and content creation each week, you know, for me. And so that's the thing is that it's a part of my schedule now and it's a non-negotiable because that is what's generated all this business in the first place. So if I start to compromise now on, creating content or making videos or doing that research, what got me here in the first place, I'm going to, I'm going to miss out. And so that's the other thing. I think uh, a lot of people really run them run into that trap is they get busy, uh, which we all do. And then they start to compromise on things like content and they go, okay, well, I got to do this other stuff first, you know? And the reality is, is that, you know, don't lose sight of what got you the business in the first place. And so if you were, if you're a cold caller, now the thing is, is you're a cold caller guess what you got to do you've got a cold call every day you know for those for those one or two hours whatever it is uh, and people know that and they, they've been consistent on that for 5 10 15 years. Uh, what I love about video is video compounds your time so it may only take me 30 minutes to make a video but it's going to return me so much more in the future Uh, because I use the example that uh, one video took me 30 minutes to make. It's been watched over 10,000 hours, Uh, you know? Yeah. uh, And and more than that now, but it's been watched over 10,000 hours. So a 30 minute investment of my time has given me back 10,000 hours, which is about uh, 1.2 years. So just that 30 minute investment has given me 1.2 years worth of prospecting from one video. So that's the power of just uh, taking 30 minutes to make a video versus uh, 30 minutes to cold call. So if anybody's cold calling and they want to get out of that, I would say and you're doing that for 2 hours a day, uh, cut it down to an hour and a half, spend the other 30 minutes to make a video and the next thing you know within, you know, 3 to f- 3 months or so, you'll probably be done with cold calling forever because the videos will start to compound and work for you and then that way it's prospecting. That's the whole concept of passive prospecting. You know, uh, yes, we got to we we have to talk to people and prospect, but which way do you want to do it? I just choose to have a conversation with the camera one time and that video scales for me. It compounds for me. You know, if you have a conversation on the phone with somebody it's that, that's not scalable. Even if you have a team of 10 inside sales agents, they cannot beat one of my videos, you know, because my video is working 24 seven and not only is it working 24 seven, it can be seen by 10, 20, 30, 40, a hundred, a 1, thousand people at one time. At, during the same minute, you know, a video can be viewed by a thousand people in the same minute, but a cold caller or an ISA can only make one phone call at one time. And as soon as they hang up, it's done. Lead generation is over for the time period. So it's about, uh, leverage is what it
0: comes down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yep. Uh, we have a consistency. Yeah. Yes, that too, for sure. Uh, we had a question come in. Uh, what kind of content research?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, very easily search all your suburbs, neighborhoods, you, and you rank them by volume. You know, what is, what is the most searched suburb in your area? What's the most searched neighborhood in your area? What's the most searched community in your area? And that's where you start. And so, uh, you know, for me, uh, I, Frisco seems like a much more popular neighborhood in Dallas, but Plano had more search volume. Why that is, I don't know. But whenever Plano gets a couple of hundred thousand more searches than Frisco, guess where I started to make videos about first? I'm going to start making videos about Plano first. And so, just understanding those things uh, can completely change, uh, you know, the growth rate of your business. Because if you're like, well, I want to, I want to talk about Forney, Texas, all day long, and it's got uh, five thousand searches per month, and Frisco has six hundred fifty thousand searches per month, but I want to talk. You know, it's 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 about doing uh, putting yourself in front of the eyeballs, the people that are already there versus about what I want to do. I'm thinking about my my client, the community, the you know, the person I'm trying to serve first, putting their needs in front of my own. And so saying, okay, well, if all the eyeballs are over here, I'm going to make content about that first. I mean, yes. Can I make videos about Forney? Sure. But it's not high on my priority list. So understanding where the eyeballs in your neighborhoods and, and suburbs and areas are first and, and going in that direction.
0: So I get the, the idea on that, where you make content um, about your local you know, local market. So you, like the people who are gonna work with you are more likely to find you um, when they're searching about that versus you know, they're not gonna be probably searching about just real estate in general but do you still mix in some real estate education in there or do you save that just when you're working with the client one-on-one?
1: There's a, there's a little bit sprinkled in there. I just don't make it a sole focus of it. So, you know, I might, um, uh, you know, talk about some stats or, you know, housing values or things like that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely sprinkled in, but we just tend to focus on more information for everyone uh, more, more things about the neighborhood, things that people are researching, you know, uh, I don't know about y'all, but I've never had anybody call us and say, hey, can you tell me the difference between, you know, the conventional and the FHA loan? You know? uh, or nobody's ever called us and say, yeah, man, uh, can you tell me about the title process or the escrow
2: process or you know,
1: how appraisals yeah. work, you know? So that just doesn't happen. Uh, what do people do? They call They call and they ask about, hey, how's this area? You know, what's what are the schools like? What, how's the restaurants? What's the nightlife, you know? They want to know about the areas because everyone knows you know once all that stuff happens if they bought a home before they've been through the process you know so they really don't have questions about that stuff and and first time so where they're going to be living yeah first-time home buyers typically don't know to ask those questions you know um yes <laughs> so so they're just like hey can i afford a home that's the first time home buyer and then the person that's done that two three or four times already they already know the process so so they're always calling about, you know, wanting to know the area and even as much information as we put out there, they'll still call and say, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about Frisco? Or can you tell me all the stuff you, you don't mention on the videos? You know, can you give me the inside track? So that's what they want to know.
0: Uh, we had another question come in. Uh, do you have any tips or apps to help with video editing besides hiring someone to do <laughs>
1: Oh, well, come on. That's the easy way to do it. You know? the, <laughs> or should
0: I go into like equipment first and then editing? Because that's a, another question that I was going to ask.
1: Well, I mean, I, I still use an iPhone, you know. Uh, so I still use an iPhone to film any of my outdoor content, things like that. I mean, yes, in my office, do I have upgraded equipment now? Sure. But I didn't for the first year or so. I still used an iPhone even inside my office. Okay. So equipment is very is very simple. You make sure you have a good microphone because audio is very important. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, editing is not the best use of a real estate agent's time. It's, and if you're not good at it and you're not interested in it, It'll kill you quicker than anything. Uh, you yeah. try to edit a video.
2: Yes.
1: Uh, so yes. if you, yeah, if you want to quit sooner rather than later, try <laughs> editing a video. Uh, you know, that's just something that I don't recommend. Now, are there apps? Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, people say iMovie and, uh, you know, Adobe, Photoshop, you know, things like that you can edit on. I mean, apps are there, sure, but you're, you're never going to really step up to a high amount of quality I think I've only met one agent who is a master editor. And, but that is, that is like their craft. You know, they, they, they are the editing process that is, you yeah. know, but they don't do any, they only shoot and they only edit their, their own content. They, the team does everything else there. They, you know, that's it. And so, uh, but I've also asked him uh, on average, his, it takes a minimum 24 total hours to edit one of his videos because that is his art. <laughs> Yeah, that is his art. I mean, and so I'm saying, uh, yeah, uh, you know, if you edit a video in an hour or two yourself on an iPhone, it's it's probably not going to look that great. And I'm not trying to discourage anybody. I, I think you can do anything you want to do. You can hyper learn editing uh, in in 60 days on YouTube. You can watch a thousand videos, uh, but it's 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 tough. And then on top of it, you could actually make five to six videos in the time it takes you to edit one. So you have to ask yourself. Is that um, the best use of your time? And so when you hire somebody out, uh, plus you need to understand what's your, what's your hourly rate, you know, or what's the hourly rate you want to make. Right. And I assume almost anybody wants to make a million dollars these days in a year. And if that's the case, that's $500 an hour. So, you know, you have to, if you're editing an, uh, a video and it takes you two hours to do that, you should put a cost on that of a thousand dollars. And guess what? You can find an editor for way, way less. (laughs) So, you know, you have to look at uh, things and, you know, expenses and things like that in that manner. Otherwise, uh, you know, you'll spend five, 10 hours. You could easily, especially if you're not good at it in the beginning, trying to edit videos. And, and that is one thing, even though we did all of this organic without any ad spend, I hired an editor from day one because I knew if I tried to edit, I would quit. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it past one video it's not something I'm interested in. And so, you know, those are the things you have to consider, but, uh, and I'm not even familiar with any of the editing apps, so I'm sorry, uh, James, I can't help you there. Uh, because I'm not, I don't even know cause it's not even something I even look at, you know, I don't even consider it. So.
0: I've heard, uh, people using, um, CapCut and splice, but again, I don't, I don't know. That's just what I've heard. So. Yeah. Uh,
1: sure. They're great.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay so what what camera or what what like what are you using right now because it looks great right now
1: yeah well i mean it's a lot so i mean the, i'm using a sony a6400
0: right now so okay.
1: yep um okay. but but again you can uh like i said still use an
2: iphone
0: yeah i'm just i was just curious because the the quality still looks really good right now even live Yeah, okay. good um so do you do you do a mix of obviously like, obviously you're doing long form. That's where the evergreen content really comes into play where people can search it. Um, What about shorts? Are you, you know, putting in effort to shorts or is that just something that you're, you know, producing for like maybe taking little snapshots from your long form videos and then, you know, using that for other social medias and then just throwing them up on YouTube as well. Or do you have like a, a firm strategy around like long or short form or I guess the shorts on YouTube.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, uh, well I have a strategy for everything. So I always do everything intentionally and uh, with the plan in place first and, you know, and then go from there. So, uh, I experimented with shorts last year for almost 30 days. I didn't initially like what I saw back then, but recent, recently YouTube just did a massive update on shorts and, and made them, Uh, a lot more user-friendly and also searchable before they weren't searchable and that's the whole point in my opinion on youtube is to be a part of the search Search. algorithm so uh, what i noticed was that all the shorts i posted last year resurfaced and and in totality like last month i got five thousand views just from the shorts because now they're resurfacing in in search and they're they're actually searchable so they're uh that's a that's a utility aspect so we just went through another experiment over the last 30 days uh, with shorts because once that whole change happened, I thought, oh, okay, let me try again. Let me see uh, what we can do. Uh, so for me, the jury's still out. I- I'm not a big fan, actually. I just had a meeting today with the team, and I said, look, let's 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 cut off shorts for right now uh, because it's. I'm gonna. I post again for the last 30 days or so. I'm gonna sit and wait and look and look at the data and the analytics and try to understand a little bit more first. Um, So, but you can, you can now cut from your long form videos and that's an easy way to produce shorts, or you can just film shorts individually on their own. Uh, You know, but again, that's, that's going to take additional work on top of what you're doing now. So I would always build a baseline first of long form content. I mean, that's what YouTube is really for. Long form content converts the best and it builds more of a relationship. People get to know you better. So I would focus on that and And then, you know, if you want to adopt shorts later or at the, I mean, it's really up to you. If you want to try it at the same time, it will probably get you some additional views and subscribers. They tend to have a little mini virality aspect to them. So, you know, uh, that typically will get people excited and then, uh, you know, you, but you don't want to lose focus on the long form content. So really I would just recommend focusing on the long form content first and maybe, you know, three, six months down the road you you know test some stuff out with shorts but i think you need a good baseline first
0: yeah that makes sense casey did you have any questions right now i know you're answering all of them okay. so just <laughs> a couple
2: just little points. i just need an editor so that's what i need because well, well, that's well, the part well, i want to throw i call but every week that's my big thing we spend the first few minutes figuring out my videos I put together I send them to him okay. and well, it just makes don't... me want to throw my phone through the window like, <laughs> well, I, we, I hate editing
1: you know we off, we have an editing agency
0: I was just about to okay. say yeah well, if you can <laughs> about it
1: yeah, so I mean that's what we focus on. Uh, I mean, because of course we help people with YouTube every single day, and then they would get stuck. You know, they'd get stuck trying to find their own mm-hmm. editor, and 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 so we put together a team that edits, optimizes, does SEO, tags, titles, descriptions, the
0: thumbnails, everything.
1: All you have to do is shoot the content.
0: Nice, love it. Yep, There's the plug. <laughs> yeah. So is, is this through? Um, is this through your your passive prospecting? Mm-hmm. Okay. So
2: yeah.
1: If you go to the website right there, passive prospecting, there's a tab on there for video editing, so you'll be able to see everything right there.
0: Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, let's. Um, I'm gonna.
1: And we like to. We call yeah. that passive productions uh, because oh. hey, if you just shoot the content, we'll we'll do everything else for you. So.
0: You've got it on your name too, but I'm just gonna throw it up on. Yeah, on the screen too.
2: Yeah, Technology is
0: not my thing.
2: I'm learning. Like Hallie's been very <laughs> patient with me, learning how to get people on and.
0: I know you're doing a good job though. And you're staying consistent <laughs> with it and you always have a good attitude. So yeah. that's what counts. Hey, and one thing uncomfortable every day. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, it's always, there's always stuff you can, uh, like Levi say, says, um, you know, stuff you can leverage and hire out and have yep. somebody else do it for you as someone who's an expert at it. Time so, is money. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I want to know what like books, um, and blogs that you focused on when you were in your hyper-learning phase? Yeah,
1: YouTube Secrets. Okay. And, uh, and they just came out with the second edition. So that's a that's a good one. Make sure you get the second edition. And YouTube Formula is the other one. And then, of course, if you go to PassiveProspecting.com, we have our book uh, coming out. Passive Prospecting will be coming Ooh,
2: out in, uh, that's yeah
1: I, I think that's going to be the best book on YouTube, uh, so yeah, but it's not out just
0: yet. When we, do you have a, a release date yet, or is that still in the works?
1: Uh, not official, but they uh, we are we, we have a publisher, we're working with them, so there's just a lot everything's done uh, except for the logistics and all the the end stuff, which they said literally takes sixty to 90 days, so we expect yeah. probably February time frame.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. So do you see yourself uh, sticking with real estate in the future or do you plan to, you know, take this whole agency aspect on, on a new level and focus more on that?
1: Well, I, I really, uh, I got out of production after one house. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's the thing I met, you know, I met my business partner, Travis Plum and, yes. and we, we met right as, as things started to, started to take off and Travis uh, said he's like, Hey man, you know, let me open doors and show homes. I want to close some deals. He had really no interest in making videos or prospecting. He was like, I just want to sell some homes. And so I, I just started to refer. Uh, actually, I did the first deal, you know, so the first yeah. deal that came in from the channel, uh, I did that one. And then he was just like, Hey man, give them to me, give them to me. And so I started to pass the clients over to him you know, and there wasn't a lot in the beginning, uh, like I said, to the first month, and then we closed three the next month then it went to five and then seven and, and he could handle those. So he kept saying, give them to me. And so I was like, okay. So I just kind of uh, just naturally, it wasn't my plan. I, w- I had full intention to do everything because I, I didn't have a partner in the beginning when I started. So I was, I was you know, planning, okay, I'm going to be in production and do this. But when Travis came along, then uh, he started to take everything. And then and then, uh, so it wasn't intentional at that time. It just happened that, uh, after I did the first house, he started taking over from there. And then once he got too busy, then I was like, well, shoot, i we're just going to bring on a buyer's agent instead of me getting yeah. into production. It didn't seem to make sense because then all of a sudden it, it you know, uh, everybody was just fine. People were calling in asking for me, but they were happy to work with Travis. And then when we brought on the first buyer's agent, they were happy to work. They were just happy to be associated like with the team from the channel. So yeah. I realized quickly that I was like, well, shoot, it has nothing to do with me other than just making videos. If I can st- not get into production, why, you know? And so uh, I, I just, I got out of production after one house. So, uh, uh, sorry. but uh, oh, okay. it, I, that's
0: Yeah, that's, that might so- be somebody, you know, coming on here. And even James just said, that sounds just like me. Where can I find a Travis? Yeah. That so was Travis. James, you had me. Yeah, that's, yeah. I was about to say that's yeah. what I'm doing, James.
2: That's what I'm yeah. trying to get you to do.
0: James is on my team and
2: that's that what works. we're trying to set up. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. So- and it's, it's, it's a great, op- it's a great opportunity. If you've got a, you know, Travis and I are aligned in the same vision and values and goals, but we have a completely different strengths. I mean, I've, I've been in sales for 20 years. I know I can do it and I know I could handle it. It's just, I'm at a different chapter in my life to where I was like, all right, I was always a salesperson before. And this time I was like, you know what, I really want to work on this marketing thing. And, and same thing for Travis, Travis had done marketing before and he just wanted to do sales. So, so, you know, because we want to do what we're doing actually, you know, then, then it makes it a very good partnership. So yeah, find somebody if you want to partner up, I think, and that's how we've been able to scale. I mean, uh, you know, to, to do 101 million in our second year, it's because we have a team of agents now, but we had to, I mean, we were, we were getting seven leads a day from the channel. There is no way that two of us could ever keep up with that. So we were forced into scaling because we had to, uh, because so much business was coming in. And so we've got five agents, five brand new agents on our team that have all done Over a hundred hundred thousand in commissions just from their split this year because of the YouTube leads we gave them, and so you know we're we're changing other people's lives as well, and and you know we've got a full team and staff now, but we had to you know uh, because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to handle it all. So so yeah, there's there's definitely an
2: opportunity there, and because I like the buy side, buy and sell side, and the whole video and Mark no. That's not my cup of tea at all. So,
0: I think you've done well, Case. <laughs>
2: hey, that's why we got people I think, like. <laughs> I
0: think a big, um, you know, like underlying theme of everything you've been talking about, Levi, is knowing your personality, knowing your strengths and weaknesses, knowing what you're you're passionate about and not, you know, and then focusing on that and and hire someone to do the stuff you don't like. Uh, but I think it's important. Like I even saw a uh, Katie Spaniak post the other day, like everyone, you know, no matter what they do, you need to know your disc profile and, you know, do some research on what your strengths and weaknesses are as, you know, whatever, if you're D I S or C and, you know, try some of those types of activities out and see how it, it meshes with, with, you know, your work ethic and, I guess, work style. So um, mm. I think that's a good underlying theme that we've like pulled out of everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love it. I was going to, um, oh, I was going to ask too. So have you, you're with eXp Realty. Have you, did you start out with eXp?
1: Yeah. Cause I knew Michael, Michael was, that's why he was trying to get me into real estate. Yeah. Uh, In 2020, you know, and that's what he talked about. He's like, look, man, you can get into real estate, you know, build a team, build an organization. And I thought, okay, yeah, that's cool. And I was like, but I don't want to sell real estate. And he was like, well, you don't have to sell real estate. He goes, you got you got the skills. You can just bring people into the you know, into the organization. And and I was like, ah, but I don't know. It didn't really feel right to me. I was kind of like, how am I going to you know, recruit agents when I haven't sold a home? so i i believe you can do it i know people have done it for me it was just kind of like a i didn't didn't really feel right doing that i did i just didn't feel like i had the credibility to to you know pitch something that i haven't done myself and so i thought you know what uh, whenever i made that transition I, i was like i that's why i focused on production first you know and that's uh the first year you know through december of november uh, we didn't really focus on age and attraction doing that. But now this last year for the last, uh, you know, 13 months we have. And, you know, we've been able to build a pretty big group now. And so, uh, yeah. so yeah, so it's worked out.
0: I love, yeah, I love how it, it ended up coming full circle. Like it it wasn't what you maybe needed at the time. But then when you, you know, you got everything structured and started having a lot of business coming in. Uh, you know, it was easy to make that transition to a team, I'm sure, or not easy, but maybe easier with our model, um, you know, to bring people on and maybe better splits. So yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I just love how that came full circle. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we got, I think Sal's a, a big fan of you. He keeps commenting on stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, what did you say about Krista? I didn't see that.
0: Oh, sorry. Sal so said, Krista and Levi were oh. big factors on why I joined EXP. Cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, I met Krista at the last uh, conference for the first time. I mean, I've I've uh, followed some of her stuff. Um,
2: yeah.
1: I haven't gone I haven't gone through any of her trainings or anything, but uh, you know, I know talking to her, she was like, "Oh yeah," she goes, uh, "You're the YouTube." She's like, I she told me at least she didn't focus a lot on YouTube. I think she's more Facebook and Instagram heavy and things like that. So. Yeah. Uh, but it's cool. Yeah. it's cool to meet her. She's super nice. And so, um, yep. Maybe I'll get a chance to work with her in the future.
0: So thanks. Got a, well, appreciate it. New book coming up. Are you doing any speaking gigs or anything this, this coming year?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. We, uh, uh, we already got a few scheduled out, so that's a, it's a, always a great opportunity. We made uh, quite a few rounds this last year. I uh, had the opportunity to speak with Ryan Serhant. Uh, we spoke at build, um, yeah spoke at NAR, uh, in November. Uh, actually we're speaking in, in, uh, Inman in, uh, January in New York nice. at Inman. And then, uh, we've got Tampa. There's a real estate all day event in Tampa and, uh, might be speaking in Hawaii as well, which is kind of a always a cool spot to go to. So yeah, we've uh, been able to make some rounds, uh, shared the stage with Tom Ferry last year as well, or this year, uh, you know, so it's been, it's been pretty wild. And, uh, and so, yeah, they're, they're always popping up and I think we've got some, some more opportunities in the, in the pipeline.
0: Awesome. So if people want to, or Casey, did you have any other questions before I play? Um, I
2: I was going to just say, you know, your best tips and hacks, you know, how we come full circle. What do you think? If you had to give everybody one tip, what would it be?
1: Well, just one. Oh, wow. I mean, you know, (laughs) I think, uh, well, I think we covered quite a, quite a bit of those. It's a matter of, uh, figure out, well, you know, going back to what Hallie said, I mean, the thing is, is that I think what you need to understand first is who are you as a person? Are you a people person? Are you a reader and a writer? Are you a phone call person or are you a video person? You know, don't look at what I've done on YouTube and say, okay, well, I've got to do YouTube. If you, if you hate making videos and that's going to ruin your life and make you grumpy and miserable. But you know, some people are phone call people. They're like, I could get rejected a hundred times a day on the phone. It doesn't matter to me. I'll, I'll do calls. Okay. Well, if that's you, then figure out, do you want to market to expireds or FISBOs or, uh, you, know, you know, cold calling, or you know, find that lane, and then okay, it's Fisbos. Well, like I said, go onto Amazon, buy ten different Fisbo books, watch Fisbo YouTube videos, and so so figure out who you are. If you're a reader and a writer, like you just love to write, then read some copywriting books. You know, maybe you develop the best postcard campaign out there. Maybe you develop the best email campaign out there. Write it all down. You can be very successful email marketing or postcard marketing or cold calling or door knocking. But I think you need to understand who are you? Are you a people person? Maybe you, you become the best open house person on the planet, but you need to study open houses for 60 days and learn every single thing you can learn about open houses. And then guess what? You can sit there, bring all the traffic in, shake hands, kiss babies, hand out popsicles, you know, and, and that may make you happy. So do that, you know, don't say, well, shit, Levi did a lot of uh, deals on YouTube, but I hate making videos, so now I'm going to go over here and procrastinate for the next, you know, 60 days because I hate making videos. Don't do that, you know? Um, but use what find we've done. Uh, yeah, find, find ah! who are you, uh, what do you want to do, how, how do you want to reach people, approach people, and then figure out a, a niche in that in that category. Like I said, you're a people person, then is it open houses, is it networking events, is it uh community events is it your the PTA is it you know school you know where do you want to where do you want to go and then if it's open houses go all in study that and then execute
0: love it that was tough. that I was cool. straight goal okay. yes <laughs> okay so I put Levi's information in the little chat bubble I've got his Instagram up there and then the passive prospecting com we're looking forward to the book coming out soon this year um hoping to see it soon. I just saw that yeah. the foreword was literally written by Ryan Serhant, which is, I mean, that's so sick. Like, Serhant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He,
1: and he actually yeah. said, he says some really cool things about us, too, so it's, it's yeah,
0: it's, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, well, I just want to thank you so much for your time coming on. I know you're a busy guy, but yes. um, love having another Texas person on here and another EXP person, so um, guys, if you want to connect with any of us, um, I've got all of our links in, um, the link tree that we've got posted. And then again, uh, Levi's information is in the chat bubble. So, yeah. And this is our final show for 2022. We've got some absolute rock stars coming in in 2023. Hopefully we can have Levi on again, uh, after his book yes. comes out, um, you new, know, new content to, to talk about or, you know, Social media is changing all the time. So, yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, Levi. This has been awesome. You're just your wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Thanks for having you me. You are. Thank you so much. So, thank you guys and everyone. I hope everyone has good holidays, um, safe travels, and we'll see you all again. We'll in see you in 2023. So, thank right. you so much.